Welcome to our uh, exterior reaction show called Shifting Gears. I couldn't think of any of the words, so we're just going to call it that exterior. now. Exterior. Um, <laughs> we're outside. I'm actually really good. We're recording yeah, this true. in uh, multiple different exterior locations. Just so I am very good at words. So, ah, it's true, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm in Discord land. There's like mushrooms and cotton candy. It's weird. I don't like it here. I'm in the middle of a <laughs> And I'm at Jay. I'm actually outside of Jay's house. Oh, and Jay's really? outside Ben's house and Ben's oh, ben. outside my house. Okay. And we were all going to surprise each other, but it didn't work out. So didn't now we're on out. a call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I guess we'll have to figure it out another time. This is also right, how we recorded so... the last episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so sitting you outside did of hear each other's like, doors. If, if you did hear squeaks, it was just a car horn in the background. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely not my dog. Because... <laughs> uh, that <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. Um, way way more ridiculous than car horns. All right, so this is just uh, we've done one episode like this, but it's just like a us talking about our campaign because like we don't talk about our campaign very much because we record and we're like, okay, hey, wait till next week. Um, but if you have like questions or anything for the next one, send them in and we'll see what we can find. I think we have some topics to cover but i'll start with one which is um does everyone have a favorite like character growth moment either like for your own character um throughout the campaign like what was the point where you were like yeah this this is not something my character would have done or said in the past but they did now oh gosh Uh, i'll go um i i don't know if this made it into the podcast um i think it was episode 15 when we were exploring the lab and such. Um, I've never had... I've played a lot of D&D, um, but I've never really had a, like an arc that's kind of like focused on my character. Um, and so this was really wild. And uh, this finale and the... I don't know how to say it like a negative catharsis of like doing something that is definitely not good for you um but is still healing in some way of completely <laughs> obliterating this man um and as many clones as i could get my hands on um never never really gotten to to do that as a character and I feel like that's both a growth moment and, like, a weird directional shift for it that I'm really excited to explore in Arc 2. Um, I think... I didn't know he was going to do that. And then he just kept talking, and it was so fed up with it and was like, no, you're fucking dead. I'm not sorry. And uh, never went back to move the body, so it's it might still be there. My experience playing with you, Ben, is that you usually gravitate towards a similar archetype of character where you are very good and, like, heroic and, like, self-sacrificing, very, like, paladin-y. So, like, seeing you go take that, like, to 11 and, like, to the point of scaring me and, like, and, like, being, like, really imposing and, like, (laughs) dreadful is, like, a cool cool to see and i i played id in a very protective way for a really long time um so yeah that's a good point he was very protective of argnong and myla Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he still he still was in the last oh yeah it just was like it was just like to a point where it's like do the 
ends justify the means kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. and instead of a defense is a good defense, he totally shifted to offense is the best defense. That's more right. smites than he's ever done, more attacks, more shoving into pits. Mm-hmm. Well, also, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that it was really interesting that its personality is still the personality and the skills that he received from the lab, But just with his own intentions. And I think that that is actually something that kind of segues into what I was going to say, which is I was not expecting Myla's reaction to the whole scientist thing. I thought Myla was going to be like, absolutely kill this bitch. But like hearing... She's kind of been that way the whole campaign. Absolutely. So I, but I think that like in that moment, it was like, this is information, this is new information that we didn't have. And like, I'm not saying this guy's necessarily good, but there's something to be taken from this. And then seeing Id's denial of obtaining that information when Id's whole thing has been learning more about things Mm. was a really big, like, flick of a switch for her. And I think she was like, wow, okay. Um, but, But circling back to what you were saying about Id, like, it's the same skills. It's the same stuff that he would be doing with the lab if he was still there. He just is using it for yeah. his own purposes and for his own intentions. It's like that trope of like Frankenstein the monster coming back and killing Dr. Frankenstein. Shout out to Mary Shelley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wrote that, right? Mary Shelley, <laughs> please sponsor us. Yeah, Mary, <laughs> Mary Shelley, you've been dead for a long time. Please sponsor us. Alright, so char- favorite character moments for Argnong? Myla? I don't know if that was your answer, Milo, was the, the last the last bit. But. That was one of them, but Bryce can go while I see if I have any more. I think um, my kind of goal with Arknong was to make him this, like, impressionable child who's got, like, tendencies towards, like, chaos and, like, uncivility, but also have, like, a more innocent side, like a child and, like seeing how the other characters and NPCs would, like, steer him in different directions and try to, like, um, react to, like, the way that they treated him and, like, pushed him along. So I tried to do a little bit of both, and so I think there was a couple times where I um, stopped being so silly because, like, you can't always just be, like, a murder hobo, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) and, like, I... At the end there, at the last episode, I decided to um, take the like the less chaotic path, I guess, and went with one of the more like heartfelt, I guess, moments that I remembered was when we were at the sanctuary talking to the council, and I, I the lady told me that like I'm not a goblin, I'm a human, and like tried to offer me guidance and. I was, like, too sad to even accept it. So, like, I, that part really stuck out to me. And so that's what I ended up deciding to send Argnong along at the end of it. Yeah, and I think that was a really, like, lovely choice that I didn't even, like, in the million possibilities that where you were, like, giving an epilogue of kind of what Argnong's up to for the next few months at the very least like that was not on my radar so like that was very exciting I was like yeah 
This made me happy. I wasn't sure what was going to happen because we knew that this was going to be the last episode that I recorded as part of the main cast. And I thought you mm-hmm. might have some sort of crazy shit in mind where you were going to like banish me to another dimension or like, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm happy, very happy with the way it turned out. Absolutely. I think it would be, I think it's very much uh, not my place nor do I want to, like, take away that character agency from you. Because, like, if you're not going to play this character again, like, maybe you will in one-shots and stuff. And, like, that would be awesome and super fun. But, like, if you're not going to play this character in a main campaign, like, the last thing I want to do is be like, well, you're stuck in a prison for the next five years. Like, that yeah. sucks. Like, that's not mm-hmm. fun for anybody. So, um, yeah. no, I loved the choice you made. I think also, like... Argonog is I could I could go on and on about how everyone plays everything here because I love my friends and y'all are like top tier people. But I think that I really, really loved how Bryce plays Argonog. I think that there's something really like I mean, I feel like everyone was caught off guard with the whole like, oh yeah, just a silly little kid who has color spray and, and like everyone I think everyone underestimated Argonong for so long. Like I I will come clean. I was like, Yeah, he's just a, he's just a guy. He's just a guy, sure. And then just a, little guy. Guy, just a guy. And then like the fr- the one two punch in that sanctuary, I was like, Oh. And then yeah. the other, like, one-two punch of... I forgot exactly what the moment was, but it, there was... I remember there was a point where Milo was, like, very much reminded that Argonong's just a kid. And it was like, oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. there was this sort of, like, center point of adolescence and innocence that maybe since I just work with kids now, it became more prevalent. But it was just like, gosh, gosh. I, I honestly think that <laughs> that is what made Mila less selfish. I genuinely do because Mila is a very selfish person and she's only done things for herself basically this entire time. Like, yes, she's worked with people for convenience, but she never really had anything in recent years to super like take her out of that. And that's something that I wasn't expecting. And I think that that's my other part of that answer, which was that I was, I wasn't expecting Mila to become as empathetic as quickly as she did. Um, Maybe that's just because I'm a I'm a feelings person and I'm an emotions person, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know that's fair. No, I love that though. Do we have we have something from yeah listeners? I got I some stuff. Um, we kind of already touched on this, but maybe this is something that Anastasia could also answer um, about like mm-hmm. where the characters are sort of standing as they get ready to move into the next arc and what we can sort of look forward to. We can also touch on that at the end if we want. Um, Ooh, we, that sounds like a fun end thing. Yeah, we also, we talked about expectation versus reality, but I guess, like, for Anastasia, what uh, beginning ideas did you sort of have for the campaign and the arc, and how did that sort of pan out, and how does that relate, I guess, to the characters because we always we always ask like oh what are your things about the campaign but i really think it's interesting hearing the dm's perspective of the pcs too mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> just talk about me no um <laughs> but like how how was that i guess how did that sort of adjust like is there anything you were expecting about this party that definitely got thrown off balance or or how did you go into the campaign and how did we come out and yeah okay so i have 
DM'd for like five years now. Um, and I'm still every game learning new things about DMing. Um, and I don't think that will ever not be the case. I think that's always going to happen. But I've learned um, with a different game that I play with Jay and I DM that like I very much love centering campaigns uh, at least partially around PC backstories um, because in that campaign we very much like had different arcs where where it's like one person's backstory is very like important and prevalent at the time but I want everyone to feel that way um, it just happened that like it was id's backstory that made the most sense and so I was like yeah this is great we're gonna start doing id backstory stuff and honestly i've never planned a campaign from start to finish like i've never been like this is the end fight this is like the beginning thing and this is you know like this is how mm -hmm. they're gonna get there i don't do that because that's just not my style um and it doesn't ever work out for me so when you started i just wanted to like give you a feel of the world and see what you guys are interested in and then give you stuff to like go off of so like you stayed in Sere for like two episodes and i was like great well now i'm just gonna like keep throwing stuff at them in this town because they're not leaving like they have every opportunity to ditch and get out of here and go somewhere else there are so many more places in the world but they stayed in Sere. so i was like let's see you know what happens if i do this and what happens if i do this and um, how can I throw its backstory into it a little bit so that, like, you know, they have something to go off of or look into. So that's just kind of how I DM in general. Um, a little more improv -y than I think some DMs like to be, but I know that makes sense. It tends to work out. Uh, and yeah, I have wonderful players. Yeah. One of my favorite things as a GM personally is like, I really like making my campaigns or one shots or whatever focused around themes and sort of sticking like being like these are the aspects that i want to touch on in the campaign in terms of um overarching themes and goals and whatever but i don't necessarily put the puzzle pieces together and i feel like we're very similar in that way of just like okay we'll just see where i'll give them a few options see where they go and then go with it um yeah so which is one of my favorite ways to, to play. I won't speak for everyone else, but, like, that's, that's <laughs> one of my favorite ways to play is just sort of, like, okay, this is what we've got, what seems the most pressing matter right now. Um, yeah. One time I based an entire campaign around a side quest so that my characters did actually Ben played in this game, but they went into a house and saved a girl and then stole a painting off the wall. And I was like, you know what? That's actually an important painting now. Now the entire campaign is about this painting and six others. And the guy who <laughs> like, painted them. And that was fun. I That's thought wild. it was fun. Like, mm. it was weird, but I thought it was fun. So I don't know. I just... Obviously, I do a little bit more than that now because yeah. that was very much like off the cuff. But mm -hmm. um, in terms of these characters, oh my god, I I'm so used to like D and D groups having some sort of moral compass. There's none in this group. <laughs> no, none of your characters are moral compasses. So that was really interesting to start off and be like, oh, I can't just like hand them this person that's in trouble because they don't really care that much like yeah. that's mm -hmm. like or or they actively don't care or they actively like help the person who's hurting the other person it's yeah. like this is so mm -hmm. it's not you're not evil but yeah. you're not like good lawful like lawful yeah. no, or just definitely not. and i 
there's always like there's always one in a campaign like for at least in the campaigns that i've done like there's at least one who's like eh, guys maybe we shouldn't do that and then they end up like not doing it or doing it a little bit less or whatever that's not the case so mm-hmm. i had to like really like adjust my thoughts there but anyway i do have i at, speaking of characters and their sort of like general ideas i do want to know sort of from ben and bryce too when you guys build characters, how do you, like, start? Like, do you go with, like, a vibe and, like, this is my backstory and then you build stuff on top of that? Or do you just, like, character sheet, basically, I want to play this class and this subclass eventually, and then you build the backstory from there? Or, like, how do you guys, how did you guys construct Id and Argonong in that regard? Just because I think it's interesting. I like mechanics and I like nerdy things. So I want to know. Bryce, go. Well... I think that for me, I typically don't play D&D like such a roleplay heavy way like we have in this podcast. I don't play as much as any of you three, that's for certain. I play, this is currently the only campaign that I'm like regularly doing. I have like a couple with Ben that are like really on and off and we're trying to get another started, but um, like... For me, I don't play very frequently, and frankly, I don't have a firm grasp on the rules. Um, so, <laughs> um, it's perfect. I think for me, I like to come up with a goofy like concept for a character with like a solid foundation, like a bag, like a backstory that's like funny or interesting or something. Like with Argnong, I was like, I was a child raised by goblins and then my family was exterminated and I'm like the only survivor and it's like that's just kind of novel and then I don't really have any ideas for like how I want the character to progress or like anything like that I just kind of take it session by session and like think about what happened in it and be like what makes sense like what could fit for like what how things are going like I have a a base that I just kind of build up as we play and Mm -hmm. I don't really um pick based off of like the mechanics or the class or anything because um I like I like pretty much only play sorcerer and barbarian because um I'm a slight psychopath and I get to play so much D and D that I have a list of like that like runs of like the last classes that I played, and so whenever I get to make a new character, I try to pick from the classes that I played the longest span of time in the past ago, so that I'm because I like to run a lot of games, so I want to be able to like refresh myself in mechanics and give myself a lot of. Um, differentiation between characters and worlds and stuff but for this one because i didn't want to do that that's what i normally do for this one i tried <laughs> to find something in anastasia's world building that i really really liked and for me that was the um, technological aspect because we're in a steampunky world and also i keep bringing this up but the like categorizing magic into colors Mm-hmm. instead of like schools of magic um and how that like shows up in a lot of the things that we've done um not just 
Ibs self and the stuff that we found in the lab, but um, a lot of a ton of things. I really latched onto that, but then <laughs> I also wanted to shift that because I didn't just want to be like bang bang artificer. Um, wow. Okay. Which it's not a diss. I was just. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. Are you sure? I I. Uh, I actually think that I waited for Jay to pick, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Because yeah. Jay, I I know Bryce really well. I know Anastasia really well. Jay is a newer friend of ours in general, um, which is starting to be not so new because <laughs> we've kind of known each other for like almost two years, which is wild. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, Artificer is out of the question. Um I recognize that Bryce is probably playing a sorcerer. <laughs> Bryce had picked at that point too. I think I waited for both of them. And then and then I was like, okay, they need somebody that's frontline and they need um some kind of healing and so I picked Paladin. That's all. I'm ben said, glad oh, no, that there's a somebody who's actually oh, no, a tank. I'm so sad. To... <laughs> somebody who's actually paying attention to like the party composition and stuff because party that is composition. absolutely not how I choose <laughs> like what to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to know everybody's favorite spell casting moment or favorite spell cast. And my mm. answer was something before this episode, but now it's absolutely <laughs> fart stink cloud. <laughs> that was the so least good. original. I... The that least so original good. way to cast. It's absolutely ori- nobody who plays a half serious character would voluntarily pull that character's pants down metaphorically and literally <laughs> in order to cast a spell. I cannot imagine, I, I'm in a bunch of games right yeah. now, I cannot imagine anybody in the games, if they had a stinking cloud for free, pulling their pants down. It's so, it was such an Argnon move. It was such a Bryce yeah. move. Um, I Yeah, so good. Um, I think, I think, first of all, I think everyone in this campaign did a really good job of explaining their magic and actually giving us visuals for their stuff, which I, I eat up like little crunchy snacks. Um, but so I, I really, I loved, I'm just going to do one from everyone. Oh, I'm going to eat the microphone. Um, I'm just going to do one from everyone because I have lots. Um, I love, I still love Argnong's first color spray. I think that that was one of the funniest things (laughs) Like brown or something. <laughs> yes, it was it? so. It was good. like a mix of all colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was so good. Um, so color spray definitely. All of Id's whole like pulsing veins and like weird liquid shit like that. It was all just always so vivid, and it's like, like I know a few of the abilities were the same like described the same but it never got old which i think is really like hard to do and i loved this is what a moment that's deep in the crevices of my brain i am obsessed i forgot her name but the one that we stole the airship with who would write in a notebook and stuff would happen that was mm-hmm. so cool. That was so Thank cool, you. and yeah. especially co- with the co- with like the the comparison of the actual world, like the the whole like um, myth or legend or story or creation thing, 
whatever of it being like a child's drawing or whatever I thought that that was a really cool nod to that and I don't know if that was intentional but if it was good for you and if it wasn't big brain We're finding her <laughs> Absolutely. Get away from us. I, you know, there's still things I can't talk about because we're still gonna keep doing this podcast, so I can't tell you what what's up with that. But I appreciate it. Give that me the juice. Nice <laughs> I think That's along awesome. those same lines, it's not necessarily spell casting, I guess, but some of the like artificer lingo. Jay is very fantastic at like ad libbing, like this technical jargon and just like <laughs> just blowing me away every time she goes into detail about something and just like 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 super in character going like really fast pace of speech and like blah 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 blah, 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 blah. and like it's actually all words that are like kind of making sense for what's happening i'm like holy shit i, I, I can't keep up but it, like i think there was one time a few episodes ago where we like you found the guns and you were like mm-hmm. talking you like pulled up i think you said you pulled up like quickly just pulled up <laughs> yeah. a google page about like gun parts and you were like throwing gu- like gun words into it and i was like you fuck you just know this shit off the top <laughs> of your head nah man i i am a fake it till i make it i use my resources and um you know i thank you i appreciate that actually it's it takes it takes brain power but i yeah. i just love i love giving all of my characters little like niche things that they sort of fall into and i think that myla's like jargon has been extremely fun so i'm glad that you're enjoying it and i i let them thank you anastasia do you have favorite spell moments favorite spell descriptions oh um i mean you i've played games with you ben for so long and i very explicitly remember you telling me that spell flavor descriptions is one of your favorite things to do in the game period ever and it's just it makes sense because you do it every time and every time i think that you can't come up with some new way to envision magic you do and i don't get it and i don't understand it but (laughs) it's impressive to me so Mm -hmm. i think it's just that in general rather than like any specific moment but I also, I will also say, Bluetooth Xander was also very fun. Uh, Bluetooth oh, Xander was and great. Bluetooth Xander! <laughs> and I did like the ingenuity in that one, so. That was so good. I've, I've become so attached to Xander. I know he's, like, mine, but, like, I'm so attached to him. <laughs> he does so good. Yeah. And, like, and like it mine. definitely... <laughs> well, it also helps because, like, I know that technically Myla can fight pretty well like she has the two attacks and stuff but like Mm -hmm. she's also pretty big in terms of support for the party's dynamic as of right now so having xander go being able to go there with id and sort of play the um like defensive and stuff like that has been really fun and also using xander as a way to like actually show like myla's intentions and sort of Mm. have that as a vessel for something myla wouldn't necessarily recognize she's processing um has been fun um also can i just throw that to throw out real quick that like id is like the pedro pascal of our group like <laughs> yes right yes oh yes my God. like like maybe it's just because yeah. i've been obsessed with pedro pascal for the f- past few weeks but um 
Yeah. You know what no. cracks me up is Who that is Myla he? and Argnong combined are like Ellie. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> or like Bella uh, Pedro Pascal <laughs> plays Joel in The Last in of Us show and um, the Mandal- uh, Mandalorian in The Mandalorian. So yeah. like, you know, transport magical child yeah. begrudgingly, but grows attached to it. You know? He's also in that uh, newer Nick Cage movie where Nick Cage plays himself and he's so funny in that movie. That's a great movie. He's in Game of Thrones too. Oh yeah, he's oh boy. Martel. Mm-hmm. Recently, con- I recently Pedro found Pascal's out that he was in a production. <laughs> <laughs> I if Pedro Pascal sponsored us, I would cry. But I recently found out he was in a production of Much Ado About Nothing, and like I, as the technical theater kid and not a huge Shakespeare person, but like loves much ado about nothing i lost my mind i was like thank you this is what i need in my life um anyways he's also in wonder woman 1984 true oh yeah i forgot about that that. he looks way different oh he did so good he did so good (laughs) yeah he has accepted his place as the internet's daddy yeah pretty okay with that (laughs) sorry i just googled pedro pascal (laughs) because i needed to know like what other movies and shows he's been in and top stories 17 hours ago from empire online it says pedro pascal can't see shit in the mandalorian armor (laughs) (laughs) and i just think that's a really really funny funny. title (laughs) and um (laughs) he also said if there's a hole i'm gonna fall into it (laughs) which is just very like Matter of fact, yeah. in an interview, uh, if there was a hole on like set, the, I'm gonna fall into that hole. That's the vibe of him in general. Like I just, that is just how I picture him. Um. <laughs> I do have a oh, funny God. question. If we want, I have a feeling I know the answers to these. Please. Um, and Anastasia, just pick an NPC. <laughs> yeah, just pick an NPC. <laughs> yeah. If aliens existed and they came to <laughs> the Ink Expanse <laughs> and they were like, "Come with us." We're in, like it's, it was an alien invasion. They're like, come with us. Would your character willingly go or no? No, fuck yes. no. Yes, <laughs> Milo would go. That's what I knew was gonna happen. I knew our dog and Milo were gonna say absolutely, and it was gonna be like, no. Are you kidding me? I just like, got out of somewhere I didn't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's been abducted once in his life. He doesn't need it again. <laughs> but I guess it if you go willingly, it's not an abduction, is it? I don't know. Anyway, I'm like this is goofy uh, as shit. My Let's answer, go. My answer is specifically for the grip, and the grip would go. Absolutely, <laughs> the grip would. <laughs> aliens would like the grip, I think. <laughs> you would like the aliens. <laughs> Bryce, is there anything that you would add or change about Arknor's backstory, having played him for seventeen episodes? Um. I think I might have changed it in terms of just being more specific. Like I said uh, a bit ago, I just kind of like come up with a goofy idea and just like let the campaign do the fleshing out and like use the ideas from like the session to session basis to like flesh it out. But I guess I'm not so good at like making a very detailed background sometimes so i think i would have like come up with some more specific characters who maybe could have 
been tied into the main campaign or given Anastasia some more to work with in terms of just like stuff to go off of but uh I also think there's something like I don't know I like the way it turned out and like I like that it mm-hmm. focused on uh maybe your backstory had a little more impact on the world and mine was a little more like personal and so it just uh mm. worked out that way but maybe if I was going to change anything I'd be a little more detailed I guess but yeah you come up with a name for whoever made the order to blow up the goblin pits or whoever uh, that was his name is Bo Sneeve that's a pretty Bo good name Sneeve. Bo Sneeve <laughs> Great. Right. Grace write right. that down gonna... Grace Grace write it down Grace, Grace. Grace. in your you notes write it down <laughs> Sneeve isn't a character in arc number two i'm gonna i'm gonna file a complaint oh my god oh. oh my god we got a comment on our episode oh it's bryce <laughs> saying that we need to add <laughs> day one of asking Sneeve. for bo Sneeve content <laughs> i was gonna say that Bryce, I genuinely feel very bad because I like the backstory that you gave me and I think that it was very interesting. I just, the way that I've been playing games recently is like, I'm going to focus on one backstory at a time-ish because I can't deal with more than that. Like, much more than that. Like, once you left Sarah, like, the Shroud didn't really exist until anybody asked me about it. You know, it was like, and that was because Milo was like, we're starting here and my friends are here. And I was like, okay. So, um... Did I say Myla? Whatever. Jay was like, Jay did that. It's okay, the same. I'm sorry. We're the same person. <laughs> ah, We've been no, recording for we're good. four we're, hours. We're a, little, a little loopy. <laughs> so, like, so like, there was like a little bit of Myla backstory, but then it disappeared for pretty much the rest of the campaign because unless it got brought up explicitly and like your backstory wasn't going to be brought up explicitly because it was like very localized and that's totally okay Mm -hmm. and i feel very bad because i genuinely had plans to like bring your backstory into like the next arc or or next two arcs of the campaign because i want everybody to have that like time but then you know it just turned out that you couldn't continue and i was like well you know okay i hope bryce isn't upset about that it's 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 okay because look at that look at it this way there's loose ends that need tying up there's something to grab onto Mm -hmm. in the future when i come back yay he didn't say if he didn't say if we got him ladies (laughs) and gentlemen there's a camera over there there's a camera over there verbal Verbal confirmation you heard it here first folks it's it's published so it's real it's published so it's real Bryce, how does it feel to be on the prank show? <laughs> it's all right, I guess. Do you guys have something to eat? <laughs> you guys no, no catering. That's part of the prank. Oh, shit. <laughs> we took your delivery order and gave it to the wrong person. <laughs> Pranked. That's the uh, true prank this whole time. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, no, I, I, no, I love like, working with people's backstories. It's like, so fun. what I was saying, uh, trying to get at a second ago, is like, definitely the backstory that I came up with didn't have a lot of like larger implications for the world which is like totally fine and like if we you know we we decided as players to move on and like go see other stuff in the world and it's like um yeah totally fine I mean my backstory definitely had very specifically to do with like this 
one location and it wasn't necessarily something that had like a greater implication i mean it may i think it tr i tried to make it sort of make sense in the um steampunk world where it was like this like super big drive to like create technology and mine resources like impacted oh absolutely um, this little like person's yeah. life like mm -hmm. so it had like ties to the greater theme but it wasn't necessarily like a a big big deal in the grand scheme of things well i mean like don't worry this will have impact oh, on absolutely. things even if your character is not actively playing in the campaign but like yeah yeah we well, just didn't directly deal with it in this arc and like you know, I guess it is what it is at this point. We're done recording, so don't worry, listeners. There, you will have answers. Yes, yes. I well, I also think that it's a Argonong fills a really specific hole in the party because, like Ben had discussed, like leaning into the actual world that's created, like it's this very like steampunk fantasy sort of mesh. So we have Id's backstory, and while Paladins are very, like, classically fantasy, like, it was done so in a way that made it steampunk. And Myla's an artificer, like, I went into it wanting her to be more of the steampunk stuff, but I think that Argnong is really what kept the high fantasy element in this story, and I think that that's something that's, like, just so cool. Because I think that it very easily could have been like, this, is, this isn't fantasy anymore, this is just technology. But, like... It's, it was a really good image of how technology was sort of affecting high fantasy and how magic and fantasy themes still exist. They're just being bombarded with all of these technological mm. advancements. Yeah, so I, I like think that, that, that Argonong really tied the fantasy into the party in a way that, that Myla and Id had kind of succumbed to that idea, ideation of, like it's about advancement mm -hmm. um so i think about these characters a lot anyways i like that take on it that is i like that a lot and i like that it kind of makes sense too in retrospect i didn't even think about this when i decided to go back to the sanctuary but i feel like the sanctuary was one of the more fantasy type places that we mm -hmm. got to yeah. see and so it makes more sense that argnon would go there uh, at the end of things, definitely like the, the sanctuary with just like how they uh, had this different sort of attitude towards technology, and they had this like magical council, and like were very mm -hmm. secluded, and like kept the technology out, and the the other societies away. It was like the last bastion of like the high fantasy, or sort of something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Jay, you, there was a question about uh, setting up for the next arc, right? Like where... But yeah, just sort of like where the characters stand going into the next arc and what we can sort of expect and what we're looking forward to um, in terms of placement and stuff, I guess. And I guess... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What's the vibes? How's everyone, <laughs> everyone feeling? I really wanted to give... Bryce the space and the in-game time to like make character choices for Argnong that maybe weren't gonna like be like what does Argnong do for, yeah. for the rest of his life but uh at the very least it was like you know how does Argnong kind of progress in the next few months um so that we can kind of get a little bit of closure on a character even if you do play that character again later 
yeah, I mean, like I already said, like, I like how it ended up is like he's still a member of this world and he's part of this group called, you know, the Sanctuary now. And they, they may have some involvement with the future of the world and stuff. And he's still around and he's available for stuff, but he's choosing to um, focus on other stuff than just like, you know, going on this crazy adventure that, you know, I mean, rem like he's still like a child like all the stuff that has happened in this arc of it it's just kind of like he might not have a full concept of like what's at stake or like anything that's like we as players and or, or you as the audience like is taking away from this he's just kind of like a directionless child at the start of this and he's just kind of here for fun and for him to can decide to like continue on this journey might not be actually as like responsible as just deciding to like learn to read and like be a child in like this place so he's still like available for the future um but he's not taking an active role in like the events of whatever is going down we still don't have a good clear picture of the issue at the heart of all of this stuff absolutely um, I think we kind of answered it in the end of the last episode, but uh, Myla is kind of helping out with the shroud and the torn down lab mm -hmm. uh, and such, right? And yeah. it's taking Ari and going to look for other experiments who had left the lab. Um, and I think when we start arc two, it's probably not going to be too far off from doing those things. Um, I have not yet discussed with Ben and Jay because I didn't know what they wanted to do for the next yeah. month so I still have to do some like planning and some like let's chat about what happens um, but uh, you know we have two new characters to bring in and so uh, that's very exciting um, and it's going to be really fun and they've been excited to play so yeah. it's going to be a good time um, I still really love i think this arc was great for exploration for me getting my footing and like how this world feels and works and everything and i think arc two is going to be really it's going to be nice to start really like diving into those themes and especially like political ones that come with countries like this where advancement mm. is huge and imports and exports are a big deal and like the governing bodies and stuff and I think that's going to be um, really interesting whereas like for this arc uh, there was I think a decent amount of distance between you and the NPCs but there was a lot of closeness between you and the location mm -hmm. and so I think I'm going to try and like pull back a little bit on the location thing kind of put forward more NPC interactions nice. um, I like that idea Yeah, just because I think that you know, a world is a world, but also people make the world a world. So, um, yeah. Is it okay? Is it good? <laughs> After I, all I've that? been thinking about that, like swapping <laughs> to Oathbreaker or a different kind of kind of paladin, um, mm. or even something else. I don't know, but I, I've been thinking about that a lot, and I'll have to talk about that with Anastasia. Yeah. I'm super excited to 
see how things go and see what the new two players bring to the table and be a, a listener of the podcast instead of a player. We're glad to have you. Seriously, it was so fun. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without you, genuinely. Literally. So. Thank you, thank you. We're happy to have you. Sad you're leaving. Yeah. Under- it's understandable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we should we should preface that with, like, we all 100% support Bryce's decision and <laughs> yeah, everything. This, we're not trying to guilt him, all, trip him to stay or anything. You're all You hate me. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if um if I can take take to the stand and just get a little sappy here for a second because I think that I I mentioned I'm an emotions person. I moved the mic a little closer to me too because um <laughs> as emotions as one does. Um I have been playing D&D for a while. Um but I haven't been playing with other people for a very long time like I said, almost like, what, almost two years now. Um, And getting to do a project where people genuinely want to do it and are passionate about it, but are also very different in terms of play style and what they expect has been awesome. And I mean, I literally went to Washington to go see all of you guys. And that's not something that I (laughs) do for like people. I don't genuinely like enjoy and, and care about so I just wanted to say thank you because this is so fun and it's gonna keep being so fun and I we have a lot of and even the one shots we do where we get to bring in new people and get to take a break from the main campaign they're they're so cool and I can't wait to do more of those and I can't wait to continue this story and you know it's it's one of those things where I learned to play a lot of D&D through actual plays and so actually being a part of one is like really surreal even if it's pretty small and just a passion project so I love you guys and um yeah and thank you for being my friend <laughs> friends I would so like many I'd like to say friend too yeah, that so like... many hands off my whole experience playing D&D has been almost exclusively with Ben and our friend Jack, who was in the uh, Halloween one-shot. And mm-hmm. I've never, um, like, played with somebody who I didn't, like, actually know before, really. And, like, I didn't know Jay at all. The first time we met was, like, yeah. episode zero of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. And it's been it's crazy, crazy to me experiencing, like, how playing this game can help you, like connect with somebody even if it's just in the game like there's like been moments where like Myla has been like supporting Argnong when he's like distressed or like healing him or like just teaching him or like you know having these small interactions it's like wow I actually feel like I Bryce am like connecting to Jay through this like these characters and it's like that is a new experience for me and that's super cool yeah. yeah, this game is wild. Amazing. Thank you, Bryce. I just, thank you. That I feel the exact same way, honestly. Like it's, gosh, you can learn so much about a person by playing a TTRPG with them, and that's so insane to me. And also, it brought us together, so we could go to the zoo together. And now we have <laughs> such classic jokes like, "Why is his butt so long?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> And also, ew. <laughs> Shut up. Knock it off. 
This has been our inside joke segment. Uh, <laughs> for us. <laughs> they don't get to know everything. It's they don't. Fine. No. Um, yeah, I, you know, I came to the three of them and I was like, listen, I want to make a D&D podcast. Are you guys in? And they were like, yes. <laughs> and so I couldn't, I genuinely like couldn't do this without you. And I'm the kind of person that loves to start projects and then has a very difficult time continuing them because especially if it's only something that I am trying to motivate myself to do. So I was like, you know what? This is perfect because now I have three other people who are going to be let down if I mm-hmm. don't do this thing. <laughs> so the fact we've we've been doing this for a year. Like, that's crazy. It's insane. Anyway, super fun. Um, that feels like a good time to to, to end. Is that, is that okay with everyone? So yeah. we're super happy that uh we got to do this with each other it was so fun yeah um thank you bryce for playing uh and being brave enough to tell us that you need some some time um we appreciate you and everything you brought to this podcast and it will forever be on the internet so um (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hooray for that! Um, <laughs> no, it's great. I I love Argnong and I. I'm very excited to see like what you do with Argnong and some future one shots and stuff because yes. like it might be like four years in the future and like yeah. now you have to figure out what Argnong would be like four years. In the future. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> puberty Argnong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, thanks for listening to uh, this episode. Uh, even though it's not part of the main campaign, but hopefully it's uh, shed some light on some things, and we'll keep doing these when we, you know, feel like it's the right time or when we need to fill space. Um, <laughs> one of the two. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We will see you guys in the next one for Arc Two. Whoa! Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Jay, and I'm here with just kind of a post-episode breakdown of exactly what's going to be going on with the podcast. There's going to be quite a few changes, some of them are going to be bittersweet, some of them are going to be really exciting, so hopefully you're just as excited as we are, so let's just jump into it. First of all, thank you for sticking with us through this really long finale of Arc 1. I know it's a little longer than our normal content, but we all really appreciate it, and we hope that the story makes up for the length of it, hopefully. (laughs) And speaking of the finale of Arc 1, our Shifting Gears, which is sort of our talkback show that discusses Arc 1 and sort of wraps everything up, will be premiering on March 26th in two weeks' time. It's a very fun episode. It is going to be Ben, Bryce, Anastasia, and myself all sort of discussing characters and plot of Arc 1 and going through backstories and what we can sort of look forward to as we approach the new arc. Speaking of, we are super excited and stoked to say that Arc 2 will be premiering on the first Sunday of April, which is going to be April 9th, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be very bittersweet. Unfortunately, Bryce is no longer going to be able to join us for Arc 1, but we really, really hope to see him in the future. However, some sweet news, we have two new friends, Meg and Grace, who are going to be joining us, and they are absolutely incredible, and we can't wait to tell stories with these amazing people. Anastasia's still going to be running the campaign. Ben and myself are still going to be regular players, and we are still playing our respective characters. And the most exciting part in relation to Arc 2 is that we are actually going to be moving to a weekly posting schedule. So no more bi-weekly on Sundays. You're going to be getting a post from us every single Sunday. 
from here on out for the foreseeable future. So that means that the first episode of ARC 2 will be premiering on April 9th, and the second episode will be releasing the following Sunday on April 16th, and so on and so forth with the following episodes. Other than that, there's going to be some additional announcements that will soon be up, so be on the lookout for a few really fun things, such as the launch of our Discord server and maybe even a little bit of a Patreon page. I don't know. We'll see where it goes.